she's never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. She just won't stop the stitching, and the neighbors say it really is quite sad. Hi, this is Alana, and you're listening to the Never Not Knitting podcast. Welcome, and thank you for joining me for episode 9. It's been a great couple of weeks, and as usual, I have a lot to talk about. First off, last weekend was great. Hannah Fettig came to the Scarlet Skein, the shop where I work, for a book signing. We have developed somewhat of an online friendship over the last few months, so it was just so neat to be able to meet her in person. And the shop event went great. Many of our local knitters came, and we had a grand old time, chatting, eating cookies, and knitting the heart pin pattern from the book. I had already made a heart pin to display in preparation for her visit, but I just had to knit another one while she was there because there was no way I was going to miss out on an opportunity to knit a pattern with the designer. On the other hand, though, I did feel kind of nervous And maybe that's why the second heart pin that I knit during the event didn't turn out as good as the first one. It's still cute though, nonetheless, and it looks really sweet pinned to one of my daughter's little dresses. I had made the second heart pin out of Debbie Bliss's Baby Cash Merino in a raspberry type color that I had previously used in a pair of her leg warmies from last year. So I think it'll look really cute to see those knits together in one outfit. Aside from knitting the hearts, I also knit up a pair of the Evangeline mitts to display at the shop to advertise my upcoming cabling class. They turned out nice. I made the long elbow length version and I used Dream in Color Classy, which is a really nice yarn, but I'll be talking about that later. There's just one thing that I don't like about these mitts though, and that is the color. The color I used is called Cloud Jungle, and I picked it up earlier this year when I was up at Stitches West. It's mostly grayish green hues mixed with some purple shades. It's nice, but completely not me. Not me at all. So why did I buy a yarn that is completely not my style? Well. That's probably because I happen to be one of the world's worst shoppers. Yeah, I'm one of those people who goes to a department store, fills up my cart, proceeds to talk myself out of everything in my cart, slowly puts everything back on the shelves, and then walks out of the store empty-handed. A shopping trip for me usually goes a little something like this. Hmm... Do you need this? You don't don't need this. When will you ever wear that? Would you look at how much money that is? You're not being being responsible. What is your husband going to say about this? Alana, Alana, is this a need or is this a want? Your husband's going to be mad? Alana, shouldn't you be saving money? You could get that on eBay. You don't need it. You're not being responsible. It's a bad idea. Don't Fine. Stop. I'm putting it back. Oh, yeah. And don't ever give me a gift certificate for a gift. 
I'm also one of those people that holds on to a gift certificate for years, decades. I think I still might have gift certificates left over from my wedding. I just can't seem to spend them. I feel so much pressure to spend my gift certificate wisely and pick out the perfect thing that I can't seem to pick out anything. It's weird, I know, but this is also how I felt at Stitches West this year. And it's this weird shopping sickness of mine that led to my purchase of the cloud jungle color. I was so excited about going to Stitches West. In preparation for the event, I saved up an insane amount of money. Hundreds of dollars. What was I thinking? Now, I knew I wasn't going to spend that kind of money, but for some weird reason, I needed to know that I had the option of spending whatever amount I had to to get what I wanted. But what did I want? This was my first time attending, and I wanted to pick out the perfect yarn. I wanted yarn that I had never seen before. I wanted yarn that was interesting, unusual, rare, something I couldn't get through my local yarn shop. I walked around aimlessly, drifting from one booth to the next, completely overwhelmed by the sheer volume of fibers, colors, and all those people. I was searching and searching for that perfect yarn purchase, but I just couldn't help but second guess everything I picked up. And even though I enjoyed my husband's company on the trip, I was embarrassed to indulge in something truly fantastic, like cashmere. I felt so confused. Should I spend a large sum on one project, or should I buy several small, less expensive amounts to make smaller items? I just couldn't figure it out. And after just a few hours, my head was pounding, my eyes were bloodshot, and I felt overwhelmed rather than excited about the experience. Yes, I told you, I have shopping issues. Well, I went back the next day, after a good night's rest, and I didn't leave empty-handed, although I still had such a hard time trying to pick out something to buy. You wouldn't think you would have that problem in that situation. But I did. It was weird. I was walking around almost in a panic. I was thinking, I have all of this money. I have to buy something. So I did, and I chose the strangest assortment of yarns that ever was. I mostly bought lace weight. 3,000 yards of lace weight, in fact. Am I a lace knitter? Nope, not really. One yarn I got was really pretty and nice, 100% silk lace weight that came in a variety of beautiful, rich colors. So what color did I pick out? Well, I changed my mind 30 times and settled on off-white. Does it get more boring? With the other lace weight I picked out, which was a wool silk blend, I ventured out a bit and went for a pale green. But still, to this day, I'm not crazy about that color I chose either. I also purchased two sweaters worth of yarn stitches. I bought the bright green Elsbeth Lavold Angora, which ended up being 
my Lush and Lacy cardigan that I'd recently knit, and actually, I was completely happy with that purchase. And I think the only reason why I was able to pick this one out is because the bag of 10 skeins was 50% off. So that took away a level of guilt and confusion for me. I'm really good at buying sale yarn, I must say. I do have a stash to prove it. So now this brings me to the sweater's worth of Dreamin' Color Classy that I bought. And it's because of this yarn that I've gone off onto this tangent. When I saw the booth displaying Dream in Color, I was excited because I had been hearing about this brand in some podcasts that I was listening to at the time. All of the colors looked really nice, and it was a good price point for a hand-dyed yarn with that much yardage. It was almost time to leave, and with several hundred dollars burning a hole in my pocket, I decided to spring for a sweater's worth. Hmm. But what color? Uh... Hmm... Um, the shopping curse. It was kicking in again. I couldn't make a decision, as usual. And before I knew it, two saleswomen were trying to help me out. They were probably wondering what this poor girl was doing, walking around, petting the yarn, shaking her head, picking yarn up, putting it back down, looking in her purse, looking around, leaving the booth, coming back, picking up more yarn, putting it down. I was a mess. I was glad to see them. I needed their help. I had one sales lady who had many different colors of the skeins draped over her open arms, and the other lady held them up to my face one at a time while they were both talking and determining which colors suited me more. I immediately wanted to go for the greens or the rust colors, but the shopping Nazi inside my head kept reminding me that I always pick those colors. So that's when I decided on Cloud Jungle. The sales girls assured me that this was my best choice, but then again, they may have been ready to get me out of there. I know I would never want to wait on me. So here I was, with a sweater's worth of cloud jungle, which was looking more cloudy than jungly, and just wasn't me. It wasn't my style. I kept taking it out of its plastic bag on the car ride home, trying to convince myself. No, it's okay. I like this color. It's fine. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I chose this color. Yeah, it's, it's good. But honestly, it's not okay. And I have 1,000 yards of it. And I don't want a whole sweater in a color I don't even like. So that's why I decided to use some of it to make these Evangeline mitts. The Evangeline pattern calls for the Dream and Color Classy yarn. And since I decided I was going to go on a yarn diet, figured I should use up some of my cloud jungle stash. So while I enjoyed the yarn and the Evangeline mitt pattern, I must admit there is a bit of a cloud, a jungle cloud, hanging over this project for me. Because I can't stop thinking about my bad color choice in this doggone shopping problem of mine. I have learned something though. 
I will never buy something for the sake of trying to be different. I'm just going to buy what I like, even if it means that I'm going to end up owning 37 green sweaters. At least I'll like them. So besides the shop knitting that I had to do over the past couple of weeks, I've also been working on my dad's sweater, and I'm almost done with the second front. I'm so excited! Now I just have to do the sleeves, and as far as I know, and I didn't look at it super carefully, but I think that the sleeves are just knit in one piece, in one large panel that you sew to the sweater back and fronts. So it'll be kind of fun to see how that all comes together. And the sleeves will be a lot less knitting than the panels that I've already done, so it kind of feels like I'm on the home stretch here. Okay, so this time, for real, I'm not going to knit anything until my dad's sweater is done. I wanted to do that before, but then I had to get these things out of the way, but now I really can stick to it. It's just the dad's sweater all the time. Hopefully I can report next episode that it's done. So now to announce the winners of episode 8's drawing. Everyone who left a comment on my blog under the show notes for episode 8 was entered to win one of Oddnit's sock patterns, Mary's garden sock. So I took all of the comments and entered them in the random number generator online and the three winners of the Mary's garden sock pattern are Bean, Nicole, with the screen name I cannot pronounce, and Lisa. Congratulations! If I don't already have your email address, please get in contact with me so that I can get these patterns sent off to you. Thank you so much for participating. Now I think it's time for me to... Bring on the product reviews! Okay, so for this episode, I have two yarns that I'd like to review. One review is good, and one review is not as good. The first yarn I'd like to review is Dream in Color Classy, and this is the yarn that I used for the Evangeline mitts that I just made. And I already went into my color choice issues, so besides the color problem, I really did like working with the yarn. The reason that this yarn really interests me is because of the way that it's dyed. Personally, I'm really not into variegated yarns very much, just because they look so beautiful on the skein, but oftentimes I've had the experience when I knit with them that there's huge blotches of color and weird stripes and it doesn't seem to be even or match up or anything. And that's why I usually don't choose variegated yarn for projects. But with the Dream and Color yarns, they are variegated, but they're dyed in a special way so that the colors really blend evenly. And it's kind of a pretty mottled appearance. So that's something that I think is really unique and sets Dream and Color yarns apart from the others is the way that they're dyed and the beautiful effect that it creates when they're knitted up. And it's funny because other hand-dyed yarns look really pretty on the skein and then you knit with them and they don't look quite as pretty. And I think it's the exact opposite with Dream and Color yarns. 
To me, the Dream and Color yarn does not look very impressive at all on the skein, but knitted up, it's quite beautiful. So I really, really like that. Another thing that's nice about this yarn is that it is a superwash merino wool. And according to the Dream and Color website, the yarn is spun from 22 micron, 100% Australian merino wool. And they go on to say, most traditional wool is significantly coarser, around 28 microns and higher. Finer fibers make for softer yarn, and softer yarn makes for garments that feel comfortable and never itchy against your skin. And it's true, this wool is really nice and soft, and I'm sure it probably gets even softer with washing. And it's nice that this is a product that you can just throw right into the machine and even the dryer. So it just seems really good all around. And so I used the Classy for my project, and that's their worsted weight. But they also have Baby, which is a lace weight, and Smooshy, which is the sock weight, and then also Fatty, which is the chunky weight of yarn. And it looks like they're all spun the same way, but just in different thicknesses. So this yarn I would definitely recommend. It was nice, easy to work with, it's easy care, and then, as I said, the colors are very unique and really nicely done. The other yarn that I'd like to review is a sock yarn, Regia Silk. And this yarn is a four-ply fingering weight, and I used this yarn when I designed my Amelie sock pattern, and I chose it because I wanted a yarn that had a nice solid color, and I liked the pretty sheen on the yarn because the socks that I designed have a pretty stitch pattern and I wanted something that would really show off the stitches well. Also, this yarn is incredibly soft, so I just felt like it was a perfect match for my pattern. And it was. I enjoyed working with it. It's really soft. You know how sometimes sock yarns can be a little on the coarse side? Like some of the other Regia sock yarns I've used have been a little rough, just the wool nylon blends. But this one with the silk added in, it was so soft. I found it really easy to work with. I really enjoyed the sheen on the yarn. And when I finished my sock, I thought it looked great. The only complaint I had while working with this sock yarn is that there seemed to be little tufts of silk every so often. But I just kind of picked it out and that was fine. So besides that, no problems. But... After wearing my socks several times and washing them several times, I don't feel quite the same as I used to about this yarn. And that's because it's really gotten fuzzy over time. And I think it's the silk content. It seems like the silk is kind of coming out and fuzzing up a lot. And I've heard that yarn only pills for a certain time and then kind of stops pilling after a while after all those fibers kind of all those ends kind of work themselves out so maybe it'll get better I'm not sure but I've been really careful with them and I just feel like now the stitch pattern is not as noticeable and just has a really fuzzy appearance now maybe this wouldn't be such a problem if I did not have a stitch pattern and just did a plain sock, maybe it wouldn't matter as much, and maybe I wouldn't care, and I would just appreciate having a nice pair of soft socks. But with the stitch pattern, I just really don't think it's that good of a match anymore. 
I wish I would have gone with the panda silk because that seems to be wearing better. That's what I used on my evening stockings. The washing instructions on this yarn say that you can wash it in the washing machine on, with warm water and tumble dry low. I have not even been washing them according to the instructions. I have been washing them on a hand wash cycle in cool water with mild detergent in a lingerie bag and then taking them out of the washer and drying them flat on a towel. So I've been even extra careful with them and still I'm seeing a lot of wear. I think because it is such a soft yarn and it has a nice amount of silk, 20%, that maybe this yarn just can't hold up to the wear that a normal sock yarn would. Aside from the fuzzing up issue though, it does seem fairly sturdy. I haven't had any holes or weak spots or anything in my socks. It's just the it's just that fuzzy appearance that I really don't care for. So this makes me think twice about what pattern I'm looking for before picking this yarn in the future. I do however think that it might really be nice used elsewhere, say in a fingering weight sweater or something that's not going to get as much wear as a sock. This episode's knitting story will be read by me, but is brought to you by Nancy Franklin, a local podcast listener and friend. And this is her story. The story of the Dr. Seuss sweater. Once upon a time, I just knit scarves, dreaming of the day I would understand a pattern enough to knit a sweater. The ultimate. I would wander through my local yarn shop, touching skeins of yarn and feeling the different textures, imagining each skein as a work of art. One day, the shop owner inquired whether I knit. Well, I knit scarves, kind of, but someday I'm going to knit something with that, that yarn, I said, pointing to a beautiful skein of hand-dyed fall colors, chocolate brown, forest green, auburn, deep golds, with a thin stream of deep red weaving throughout the color pattern. Oh yes, someday. Oh, I have a very simple sweater pattern that works up very nice with that yarn, said the shop owner. You could knit it. We'll review the instructions, and if you have any problems, just call me. Ah, she saw the knitter's lust in my eyes. So equipped with directions, yarn, and circular needles, I began my knitting adventure. I was going to knit something with substance. I imagined the fluff of yarn in my lap, the stitches sliding from one needle to the other, the yarn running through my fingers. I plunged into my project with an absorbing obsession. I knit every spare moment, and when I wasn't knitting, I was imagining how well my sweater would look. It would be the perfect creation, and I was the one that knit it. Imagination and reality didn't exactly jive. The colors that were supposed to flow in curves and form a non-directional pattern 
or turning into a horizontal stripe pattern. A little disappointing, but I thought, oh well, I guess that's the way it's supposed to be. And besides, I was knitting a sweater. I was reading a pattern. I was fulfilling my knitting fantasy. So it was with excitement that I brought my finished sweater to the yarn shop to show off my accomplishment. I was expecting words of praise. What a beautiful job you have done. <gasps> yes, it is gorgeous. Oh. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, it, was, it was so much fun. Now I'm ready for another, you know, more, more challenging pattern. Yeah. In reality, what happened was the shop owner was looking aghast and saying, Uh, oh no. No, no, no. Uh-uh. This pattern... It's not supposed to form stripes. You can't wear this. You're not going to be happy with this. It looks like a Dr. Seuss sweater. And then she looked me in the eye and said, Did you you check check your your gauge? The question reverberated throughout the store. Now, checking gauge, please. That's for amateurs. Not something you really have to do, right? The fact that I was an amateur was totally lost on me. But I couldn't lie, and in a small voice, I answered, No. The shop owner says, No, this will not do. You must take it out. I will give you a variety of needles, and you will find the correct gauge. But, but, you know, I don't... It's not that bad. I I don't really... I don't mind the stripes. No. It's not right. It isn't acceptable. You will never be totally happy with your sweater. You have to take your sweater apart. So I meekly sat down and started ripping it out, watching the flow of soft yarn unravel, feeling like a complete idiot. And as I unraveled, I found gross mistakes and wondered how I could be so blind to my knitting. I realized the shop owner wanted me to apply my best to the yarn. She saw the knitting obsession in me, and she only wanted to nurture that art. The sweater, the second time, turned out just as I imagined it would, and the shop owner was right. I would have never worn stripes around. I took the sweater back out the other day and looked at it again. Ugh. It had no shape. Yes, the colors were still beautiful, flowing from one to the other, but the shape, what shape? Hmm. Ah, shaping. Yes, another lesson to learn. Thank you, Nancy, for sharing that story with us. I admire your persistence as a new knitter to be able to rip out an entire sweater and then knit it again. Wow. To all you listeners out there, If you have a story that you'd like to share in the podcast, please email me. I'm always looking for new stories to share on future episodes. You'll be able to find the show notes for this episode and all other episodes on my blog at nevernotknitting.com. I'm also over on Ravelry as Never Not Knitting, and of course you can email me at nevernotknitting at gmail.com. That wraps up episode 9. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time. She won't even do the dishes. 
the house plants, they're all dead. Yeah, her needles are a clicking from morning until she goes to bed. She won't take the time to brush her teeth. Let's not even talk about her hair. If it isn't about knitting, she just doesn't really care. She's never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. Pop ramen again. She just won't stop the stitching, and the neighbors say it really is quite sad. Nobody has clean laundry No pants, no shirts, no underwear But they have closets full of sweaters And more socks than they could ever wear There's yard in the fridge In the cupboards, the bathtub and pantry even in the washer and dryer That's why She can't do any laundry I need some clothes She's never not knitting And it's making Her husband mad Her husband mad I'm filing for divorce She just won't stop her stitching And the neighbors Say it's really getting bad She's taking pictures of socks again Oh is burning up in flames her husband says get up let's go but she can't set down her project she says just let me finish up this row she's never not knitting and it's making her husband mad her husband mad she just won't stop her stitching And, well, she's losing all she had